0: Welcome to another episode of Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You podcast with Erica and Brianna J, where we explore all of the things about motherhood that your mama ain't tell you. From navigating being a new mama, to managing mom guilt and mental health, we tackle it all through the lens of two black millennial mamas. episode three episode we're live. Live. yes we're thank live. you for listening again second yes. season episode three already i know time is flying mm-hmm. and this is a very special episode and i know especially to brianna this is
1: this is where i live we're talking about mental health today specifically postpartum and mental health um, all about wellness and mental wellness for mothers. And we are joined by a very, very special guest, Yes. Ashley Starwood. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We got a special in the house, y'all.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, so Ashley, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what you do? Absolutely. Um so I
2: am a licensed clinical social worker that works in the mental health field. Um <clears throat> so basically I'm a clinical therapist, yay, right? Um but uh I you know of course I graduated with my masters in social work uh in 20 how old was my son? 2019. Um and then went and got <laughs> clinically licensed right after that. Um and I primarily work with um men and women who are really struggling with anxiety, depression, couples and family issues. Um, But where my heart really lies is helping women deal with the stresses that no one talks about. And postpartum is one of those, and which is why I'm so happy to be on here today because it's not something that we really even talk about in our communities. And I think it's something that needs to be spoken about or, or talked about because that's where help and healing can happen. But if we don't talk about it, we don't know what what is out there as far as resources to get help with. But I'll get more into that later. But yeah, that's what I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. And I love just what you said there about talking about it. Um, I think that's so important because to your point, I think in our communities, black and brown communities, there's still such a big stigma around therapy and therapy really yeah. is just talking. You know, I tell people all the time, like it can't. Everything can't live in our brains, right? We can't be the only voices that we hear. We can't be having conversations with just ourselves. In my experience, at least, it's it's been great to have, you know, other people or another person, my therapist, um, weigh in on things and help me to see myself, like take a step back from situations and see myself and see other people and just have perspective. So it, it's just a conversation, guys. So even if this is this episode is kind of your first step into... Having that conversation, whether inwardly or this Spurs conversation with friends, family, it's it's about talking, right? Because, like you said, the healing can't happen if we don't talk about it. So, super, mm-hmm. super happy to have you. Um, so, I know Erica and I have talked at length now between season one and the episodes we've already recorded for season two about our postpartum journeys, things that we've um, you know encountered. But Ashley, I know you're a mom, so if you want to mm-hmm. share maybe start and just share a little bit about your journey through pregnancy and postpartum, especially coming from someone or coming as a person coming from that background and like already having the education and the knowledge when it comes to postpartum and mental health. I'd be interested to hear your not only your experience, but if you were at all worried about it or how you prepared for that possibility.
2: Um, Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I did not like being pregnant. I know lots of moms are like, "Oh, like this is the most magical time," et cetera, et cetera, and I'm like, "Absolutely not! Give me my body back!" Like, you, like, like, no, this, this is not cool, dude. Like, you're cute, but like, give me my body back. And so that was, so that was part of my first struggle was kind of adjusting to all the changes that take place in nine months, um, and then here comes this beautiful little precious boy that I love so much, and he comes comes out and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. And then I'm sobbing and I'm like, why am I sobbing? And these tears felt like they didn't stop for the first three months of his life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I couldn't, and And they always say like, you know, the, how doctors make the worst patients.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Therapists can, can make the worst clients in a lot of ways because I, I was like, no, I have all of the tools. I have studied this extensively. I've done workshops and trainings on all of this. Why is this affecting me? Why, mm-hmm. why do I feel like I'm dealing with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety? Um, and that was a lot, it was a hard self-reflection that I had to do because you feel like, well, you have all this information, like you shouldn't deal with this, right? Mm-hmm. When in realities or in reality, I mean, I have extensive work with children, but I've never had one of my own. And right. so to have one pop out and be here, and I'm responsible for his life, like solely and completely, and I have to keep him alive? hmm yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember reading in one of my trainings that having a baby, whether you have C-section or you know, a vaginal birth, is equivalent to getting into like a really bad car wreck. So mm-hmm. essentially, wow. Yeah, so essentially you're put into this position to where you just had a very serious car accident, and then now you have to take care of yourself and take care of this little human and mm-hmm. your home and whatever else is going on in your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, now, luckily, I have an amazing husband who is very supportive throughout the entire process. Um, and, and I think that's a lot of the reason as to why I felt like I was able to work through that difficult period in time. Um, and then we haven't even talked about breastfeeding because that's a whole other piece
1: Oh my gosh, yes, yes, it's definitely <laughs> is.
2: Which was another factor that added on to the top to the fact yeah. that it was like, wait, so I have this little human, and now breastfeeding is hard. Like, I yes, thought it's right.
1: supposed
0: to be, <laughs> it out, like, word out, and this is what we're made to do, it's supposed to just happen, yeah, and it did not happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so- um, so
2: all of that to say, even with having all of the tools that you can have, it's something that can still affect you. And that's why, even for me, I had to reach out and to my support system for help. I had to reach out to people who had been there and had felt that. But that wasn't easy to do even still because a lot of people don't talk about it. They don't even recognize that they're experiencing postpartum depression or postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety. They just think that, oh, this is, you know,
1: the normal baby blues.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I'll go ahead, Erica.
0: I was going to say, I think it's really important for you to, and I know we'll get into it, but maybe kind of break down exactly the difference between postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression and baby blues. Cause I think it can be confusing for a woman that's going through it. Like I know now what I was going through, but at the time I didn't know what was going on.
2: Yeah. So postpartum depression is, an unexplicable or unexplainable sadness that you're feeling. Yeah. You don't know why you're sad. You're you're not motivated. You don't, maybe your self-esteem drops. Maybe you don't like how you look after you had baby. It's hard for you to, to get up and get out of bed. And then here comes this like level of guilt because it's like, no, I just had a baby. I should be able to get up and do all of these things. But it's like, your mind is really telling you that you can't. And it's very much an Im- imbalance or a chemical imbalance in your brain. Everything that's happening with your hormones and your body is is now traveled up in a lot of ways. I mean, it's all, of course, interconnected, but it's now traveled to your mind. And now your hormones are out of whack. The chemicals in your brain are out of whack. Everything is off kilter. And so that's where kind of the guilt comes in, But um, which then makes the depression worse because you feel as though you should be doing more than what you can actually do. Yeah. Um, Whereas postpartum anxiety is very similar to just a general anxiety disorder where you are experiencing intrusive thoughts and extensive worry. Um, You are thinking of the worst possible case scenario happening to your baby at any given time. And again, that's something that moms don't talk about because it's like we have this thought of, um, and I'm just gonna just throw it out there. Like, what if I just, you know, drown him in the tub? Or what if I, you know, drop him down the stairs. And it's like half of your mind is saying, no, that's like a wild thought. Why would you think that? Shame on you for thinking that. You don't want that. And the other half of your mind is literally struggling with why am I thinking that? Mm-hmm. Is do I want that? Do I not want to be a mom? Did I did I not sign up for this? Mm-hmm. Um and and we have to recognize that that's not You, that's the depression talking. That's your Mm -hmm. hormones being out of whack talking. That's the chemical imbalance in your brain talking. It's not, that's not what you want for your child. Um, And then there's something called postpartum psychosis, which this is where things get a tad dangerous, right? Because it goes from, you know, not wanting or not understanding why maybe you're lacking connection with your baby to not wanting the connection and then wanting or trying to cause harm to your child so mm-hmm. it's all about kind of levels of safety when it comes mm-hmm. to um, postpartum but most people struggle with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety and it's it's like postpartum anxiety is like a consistent panic attack it's like you are um you you feel as though the world is ending or that mm-hmm. everything bad is going to happen at once and you can mm-hmm. feel like a sense of panic and dread start to take over you. That's more of the anxiety where the depression is more lack of motivation, unable to do things, unable to like function as a mom, not being able to find joy in in things that you used to find joy in are, are big indicators of depression.
1: Right. So thank you for sharing all of those different um, disorders or conditions, because I feel like now that postpartum depression is a little more um, public, people talk about it. It's not like a shameful thing. I don't think people realize that one, that there's levels to it and what those levels are. And then two, mm-hmm. that there's other things as well. Like I never knew that postpartum anxiety was a thing. I didn't either. That, like, no, it right totally right. makes
0: sense. That it makes sense. Different yeah. things from depression for sure.
1: Yeah. My cousin, um, we had her on last episode for our fourth trimester episode. Her son will be four months on the 14th. And before she had her son, she was having like intrusive thoughts. She's like, I'll be driving and I'll just be scared that, you know, a light pole is going to fall on my car. And like to the point where she, you know, is about like on the verge of a panic attack. And now that she's had the baby, she thinks the house is going to catch on fire. Or if if she's not in control of the situation, like if her husband's driving, she thinks that, you know, something's going to happen in the car or whatever. And I wonder, my question to you is, is there, an increased probability of a mother having a postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, if they already have it pre-pregnancy. And if so, is there a way to kind of manage that? I know for me, personally, I've had bouts of depression before, um, and I've had anxiety according to my therapist. Now I don't have either, but I have like, still have my episodes. I have my tools to kind of control it all. But while I was pregnant, my anxiety was crazy. And she actually offered medication. I'd never been on medication before. And I was like, I'm not going to start now that I'm pregnant. But I'd be interested to hear from you, Ashley, like your thoughts, or if you know for sure, like whether or not there's such thing as like that predisposal, be, you know, based on what you've been through before, and kind of what that looks like treatment while pregnant and even postpartum.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So absolutely. Um. It's actually something that... Um you know, we study in the mental health field as far as if a mom has dealt with anxiety or depression prior to pregnancy, there is a very high likely that she'll deal with postpartum depression or anxiety. Um, now, there are, of course, a lot of mitigating factors for that, especially if mom didn't get any help with her depression or anxiety prior to pregnancy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then then you have a higher, definitely have a higher chance of experiencing it after, you know, in the fourth trimester, right? Right. Um, but as far as treatment goes, therapy, 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 therapy. I always recommend therapy, of course, as a therapist, but also because you, you need someone to bounce those thoughts off of, bounce those ideas off of. Someone that you can say, hey, I was really anxious about um, bathing my son last night. And, and I felt as though I was going to do something, even though I didn't act on it and I don't want to do it. I had this thought. Um, And I keep bringing that up because that's something that I often hear a lot in sessions um, when it comes to like bath time and and caring for a child. Um, Mm -hmm. All of that to say, making sure that you have those tools, right, to deal with um, your depression and your anxiety prior to pregnancy. And then coming up with a plan, most likely you and your therapist will come up with a plan of how to deal with postpartum right? When those feelings start to rise and bubble up, what do you do with them? What do they mean? When do you know, when, when do you know that you need to call someone? When is it more than just a thought? And it, when it becomes like an action, that's when, okay, me and baby are no longer safe. I need to reach out to someone about that. Um, so making sure that you have those tools, um, that are of course, catered to you, um, which you'll only get more so through a therapy session or through working with your therapist, but having that, um, that outline of, okay, I know that when I'm really highly anxious, I need to do A, B, and C because that's part of my plan. And then going from there.
1: Yeah. Those tools are important for sure. Um, With you and your postpartum. So would you say that you had postpartum depression and anxiety or just postpartum depression?
2: I would say, I would say a little bit of both. Um, because of course, me being the therapist, I was like, "I'm not going to go to therapy. I have the tools. I know I'm going <laughs> to be to um, And and I do not recommend that for people. Because second baby around, I will absolutely have a therapist for myself. Um, because there's no shame in going to therapy. But okay. I told myself, "No, I can. I'm Superwoman. I can fix it all. I can work my way through this." All of that to say, I would say I had a combination of of both. Um, just those bouts of tears and mood changes and i don't and i couldn't figure out why and it was nothing anyone was doing it was just the weight of me realizing the responsibility that i had to nurture Mm -hmm. and create this wonderful little person um that felt like a lot and it was like whoa like the most i've taken care of is like my cat (laughs) 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 all of a sudden i have a a husband a baby a whole
0: child yes
2: whole whole child yeah and wow. he's an unlimited soldier There's nothing to play with
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we all have that now I would say no we didn't really touch on like baby blues is that that's definitely different from the postpartum depression and anxiety because I feel like personally I like I didn't have issues with like crying a lot or feeling super anxious I just was like I was just like super even keeled, but just down. Like I just didn't feel happy about anything. Nothing really made me smile. Um, I was so focused on, you know, trying to get my nursing right, which that was an issue and healing from my C-section and trying to do the right thing by the baby that I was just, I had no emotion about mo- most anything.
2: You know, I would, I would categorize that as... I, I think baby blues comes from postpartum depression. Okay. I think that it's more of the like nice way to say it in in a way because you know mental health stigma and people don't want to diagnose themselves or yeah. label themselves with something. So I think yeah. for a lot of people, we came up hearing, "Oh, it's just the baby
0: blues." Yeah, definitely. When mm-hmm. really it
2: was probably postpartum. Uh, we'll say a a touch of postpartum depression (laughs) Um, that you were probably experiencing um, because uh, everything that you mentioned were all the symptoms of postpartum depression. Mm,
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And that's, I think that's so important because I think unless you are already familiar with, or you are comfortable with the idea of being depressed, which sounds crazy, right. But Mm -hmm if you have never been depressed before you've never been to therapy before i mean i know a lot of depressed people i think we all do but mm-hmm. they don't know that they're depressed um so if you're if that's not like a field that you've played in before or touched him touched before to your point i think it that's what we grow up here like oh you just have the baby blues like you're just in a little funk you'll come out yeah. of it and i almost think that that's can almost push you further into what is actually your postpartum depression, because it's, it's at least for me, it felt more isolating. In my case, I feel like it came on a little later. Like in the beginning I was, I felt okay. But then towards like the end of the second month, the beginning of the third month, similar to what you described, Erica, I wasn't having like any thoughts of harming Trey or anything like that. I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I have to do this for how long and <laughs> been how many months? Like I'm tired, homie won't sleep. Like I just, it was just very like a robot, like just going through the day. And I remember mm-hmm. going to my therapist and I was like, yeah, I think I have a touch. My favorite thing to tell her is that I'm a mess, but I'm okay. Meaning like I'm in my feelings right now, but I'm I have enough self-awareness to know that I'm a little depressed right now and that I will come out of it. And I'm like doing the things I need to do. And that's where I was obviously- situation unique to me, but I is do you feel like there is a kind of a slope or a like a scale to the postpartum depression? And at what point, um, if any, does it start to like start to lift? Because I've heard of people talk about it like it happened from day one and it kind of you know, stayed through their fourth trimester and then they just woke up one day and they felt better. Other people like me, I was okay. And then kind of like midway through fourth trimester, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And then it just, it kind of, it carried on past the fourth trimester. I think it carried on probably until he was about five or six months. Um, And I was just kind of operating in it because I, you know, had to, I didn't have a choice, but it was definitely that sadness and like not really smiling or being excited about much was definitely a thread. So do you feel like there's a hard stop and start point for when moms are at risk for that?
2: Um, I wanna say absolutely, but it, it, always, it absolutely does depend on the person. So in general, in the field, we say the first year you could experience postpartum Ooh, depression. Wow, wow I yes. didn't know that. Me either. Yep, so the entire first year, you are susceptible to feelings some of some of those feelings whether it be depression or anxiety um so so that's why um you know doc especially like your six week checkup most gynecologists do like an assessment of some sort um Mm -hmm. because they want to check for it there but then it kind of stops right like once you get your i don't know about y'all but once i had my new form of birth control i was I was like, okay, cool, let's let's go, right? right. And then mm-hmm. didn't go to the, the doctor afterwards. Didn't feel like yeah. I needed to, everything was healing, mm-hmm. fine. Let's just keep everything okay, right? Yeah. Um. So then people then don't, I'm sure a lot of people were just like me who didn't go back to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So then people aren't getting assessed for it. And like you said, it yeah. could hit from day one or it could hit six months in and all of a sudden it kind of hits you like a ton of bricks and you're like, whoa why did I just feel like I'm stopped in my tracks? Um, yeah. there's no, there's no sort of like scale for it until you start talking about it going from postpartum depression to postpartum psychosis. That's mm-hmm. when it's like leap, I guess you could say there. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as postpartum depression, I think even when we were talking about like the baby blues, I started to think about how removing that stigma then brings that opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about it, which then brings mm-hmm. that information and 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 more so accurate information into what's happening with you, right? Um, so kind of all of those things combined to say that, yeah, for the first year, it could happen to anybody. It doesn't matter how many resources you have. It doesn't matter how little resources you have or what support system you have, what type of child you have it could hit at any given time. And and I think a lot of it has to do with how, of course, everything happening around us, but what's also happening within us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If that yeah. answers your question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It definitely answered it. I had no idea that it could go on for a year or that it could start at any time within that first year. I think that's really important, not only for mothers to know, but also to your point, mm-hmm. for support systems and partners to know, because I think... Yeah for the most part, like I said, I think postpartum depression, like the term has been thrown around so much now recently, like in the past five, 10 years that I think, like I know in my situation, like Trey's dad knew what it was. And like, he's, I mean, we've been together forever. So he knows that, you know, I go to therapy and all that. And so I was kind of like letting him know, like, yo, like I'm doubling down on the sessions because I just, I just knew in my gut that I was going to have it. I was like, if ever a time for me to like slip into a depressive episode, this would be it when like hormones are going crazy and, you know, people are susceptible to that anyway. But I think that it's important to let them know that this is not like a, a two week or three week after the baby comes out thing. This is like a 52 week after the baby comes out thing and like kind of high level signs of what to look for. So do you have any, um, anything that we can, you know, tell our listeners now that they can cascade to their partners, like things from the outside looking in, because I feel like a lot of what we experience is internal to your point, right? Mm-hmm. And if we don't have, if we're not comfortable, or if we don't have that person where we can say, hey, he won't go to sleep, and I'm really contemplating some crazy stuff right now, or even like just in me and Erica's situation, like nothing is just, I'm just not feeling it, like nothing is just, making me smile, what can people look for on the outside where they can kind of say like, yo, she might need some help. Like, are you okay? And to make sure that, um, you know, people are just preparing their support systems to to help them should they, you know, get one of these disorders.
2: Absolutely. Um, so being cognizant of your so i'm going to speak in terms of like partners. So if you have a partner who just had a baby and all of a sudden their mood shifts down. They are no longer wanting to participate in things that they really enjoyed before. They no longer want to spend, you know, alone time with you and it's not something that you did but more so they just want to isolate themselves. Um mm-hmm. if they are tearful, bursting into tears randomly. Um or, you know, something setting them off that you wouldn't expect that to set them off. Um, so a lot of tearfulness, you'll see a lot of um, avoiding people. So,
0: you know, a lot
2: of people say, you know, it takes a village to, to raise a baby. So when you have that, that new mom who is avoiding her mom or is trying to handle it all on her own and, and you can see that it's crushing her, those are huge indicators or signs of postpartum depression. Um, and and just being mindful and aware um, of what you notice that your partner's doing that's different. Of course, things are going to be different because here's new baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really looking out for those signs. Um, tearfulness is, is a big one. That's one that I often see, um, as well as isolating from others.
1: Mm. Hmm. that's huge and I think that's important to call out and to really like put a magnifying magnifying lens on because again I feel like it's such a fine line like I think people that don't know or that aren't mothers so like partners or support you know supporters around you part of parts of that village think oh it's just the hormones like it's the fourth trimester it's just your hormones you create like you're you know all over the place which you are in that fourth trimester but you know, if to your point, if I'm, you know, really tearful, or I'm crying, or I'm isolating from the people that are just trying to help me, I think, you know, obviously, that's, that's then a red flag, and not just, you know, fourth trimester. Um, I know, in my experience, just because I had my baby during COVID, even though I was physically separated from everyone, I did go through a a span of time where it's like, I didn't want to FaceTime, I didn't want to talk, like, I just, I just didn't want to be bothered. It was like mm-hmm. it, I, I have to take care of this baby. So let me just zone out and take care of the baby. Like everybody else can just wait. Like it felt like more pressure almost. Like, yeah, um, I felt the same
0: thing. Yeah.
1: It's like you're already under all this pressure. Like to your point, Ashley, like this new life. I'm with you. Hated being pregnant. I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> um, and of course, now I'm like, oh, I want another one. But uh, I was like, ne- "Never doing this again." Check out. Thank you. Um, and then the baby comes out, and it's like, "Oh my God, I love you so much." But especially in that in that fourth trimester, because you're trying to nurse, and it's it all falls on us, on the mothers. And it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think the responsibility of it all, in the weight of it all, can easily be, and how we react to that could easily be confused for just just that, right? A reaction to that new motherhood, mm-hmm. when in reality, there's something deeper going on. Um, and that could carry, you know, that could slide kind of into something a little more dangerous, like you said, where baby and mom are now no longer safe. Um, so it with how it resolves, I'm curious to know, because I went, you know, I had my therapist, so I worked with her to get through mine. And I think it just kind of, I won't say it just like lifted one day, but I just... I mean, I just felt like one, like one session I went and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling better. I can't say if it was like circumstances or what, but I'm curious to know um, for both of you, how and when it kind of dissipated. And then also from you, Ashley, if there are signs to look for, to know that like, you're kind of out of the woods. So uh, I guess to start, like you guys, is, like what were your personal experiences with how, you know, your postpartum depression kind of ended <clears throat>
0: So I would say for me, mine, mine was immediate. It started immediately after I got home with him. Now I had on top of just being in the postpartum stage, I also had a very traumatic delivery and also had to go back into the hospital after having him and then come back and had postpartum preeclampsia. So I had a lot of other issues. Um, So it started immediately. And then right around, I would say the, two-and-a-half, three-month mark, it kind of lifted. Like, I didn't feel as – like, I can't even tell you exactly when it happened, but I went back to work at about three months. And by the time I went back to work, I felt, like, back to myself. Like, I didn't feel, you know, sad anymore. I didn't feel – like, I got excited about things. I did definitely feel sadness for having to go back to work. Like, I was not ready for that. But I did not feel – down like I did before.
1: Hmm. So yours kind of lasted for just like that. About, fourth trimester. Yeah.
0: Just about two and a half, three months. I wonder if there's a connection
1: between you going back to work and it lifting, like, obviously there was guilt there. And we've talked about this and yeah. sadness about having to leave baby. But I, one of the things that really resonated with me in my first year and still does. And one of my drivers for wanting to do this was that it was like, once I had my child, that's all people saw me was as was his mom. It was like all the things that I did and was before him. It it felt like the people around me, like that stuff, I won't say it didn't matter anymore, but it was almost like that was a different person. It was like Brianna pre-baby and then Brianna mm-hmm. now, she's a mom. And so like when I got the opportunity to start like working out again and working on my business and going back to corporate, those little things, or like when I'd go out, like finally went out with my friends, I wanted to come back right away because I missed my baby. But like just that excitement about going and doing something that I used to do um, mm-hmm. that wasn't defined or shaped around me being Trey's mother really were like those glimmers of like light for me. So I wonder if you going back to work and just knowing that like subconsciously you'd have time to be yourself and constantly you I mean? like in that. mom mode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I forgot to mention as well, I did not have therapist or therapy at all throughout that. Like it, I don't think because I didn't really think I had postpartum depression. I just thought I was, my hormones were going crazy and I would be fine. I would get through it. I didn't talk to anybody, anybody about it. And I have an issue with, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. So I just, tend to be like a recluse a little bit i'm i can be a little bit shy and especially during that like my mom came down um about a week two weeks after i had him and you know she was trying to help me and do everything and trying to get me outside and trying to do things with me but i was just like i don't really want to like i just want to sit here and care for my baby and just not be bothered so i i'm sure had I had therapy, it probably would have helped me probably get out of it a little bit faster, but I did not have any at the time.
1: Mm, so you kind of fought through it.
0: Yeah. But what about for you, Ashley? How did you um, how did it end for you? Like, did it just lift or did it take a little bit longer?
2: Um, well, to answer your question, it 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 kind of just lifted. Um, um But you, I was listening to both of you talk about your experiences and, and something, of course, going back to the clients that I've worked with, with postpartum and things like that made me think of the two, two things. One, finding yourself again after motherhood and two instilling a real routine for yourself Mm -hmm. because most people get, so for example, like for me, I got three months off, Mm -hmm. um, from, or uh, from delivery to baby or to having to work again. And one that was not long enough for me, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: I like not at all. Like I need it. No, nice it's not even routine. close to being. long enough. You just
0: get yeah. into a routine with your child before you get. Right. Exactly.
2: exactly. And so, so, but my thought was going back to work instilled that routine for me. Like for those three months, it was kind of like fly by the seat of your pants. I pump when I need to pump. I, you know, feed baby when he's hungry. There was no real set routine other than like my husband's working job routine. And that was kind of like his thing. And it was, but I had baby. And this was like all in COVID too. So like, that was fun. (laughs) Um, Because welcome new motherhood (laughs) in COVID.
1: I can't go anywhere, yeah.
2: can't do nothing, but, um, which was honestly kind of nice for me. Cause it was kind of like, Ooh, get out my face. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yes, it was a great
1: <laughs> excuse for me to be like, Oh no, sorry. Can't COVID. Can't, yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still yeah, use I that. Feel- excuse. I'd be like, no, <laughs> sorry. Too many people not comfortable with having Trey tray around. Sorry. Can't go.
2: <laughs> You'll see him at the next event.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, I absolutely that. still use that excuse,
2: but yeah, just because, um, You want to, of course, keep baby safe. But um, yeah, for me, it was more so coming back to that routine and then starting to work out again. I had worked out throughout my entire pregnancy, all into fitness and all of that. And so when I couldn't work out for those six weeks, I was like losing my mind because that was my that's how I fought, you know, previous experiences with depression and things like that. So like one of my big coping skills was not an option, like and then trying to find the time for it. Even after those six weeks and I'm approved for it, that was hard. But once I started back working, it was like, okay, I can go to the gym after work. I can, and then literally a month after I started working, the world shut down. So that was
1: right. You know, it's like another curveball gets thrown. Right. <laughs>
2: another one. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think what I've noticed just throughout my clinical work is that having a routine and finding yourself again in the midst of being a new mom is right. really what helps with with postpartum.
1: Yeah. I think that's such a good point too. Cause I didn't even realize it until you said it, like the importance of routine, Mm -hmm. um, which I know is important for me personally. And now that you say that I wonder if it has something to do with my anxiety, because I literally just told my sister earlier today, I was like, my feathers get ruffled when things happen and it throws off my plans. Like (laughs) our mom threw a curveball and what I had to do. And I was like, Oh, I'm losing it right now. Um, But like there's familiarity in routine. And I know for in my experience with my anxiety and like little things I've noticed that I do, like I'll watch a movie that I've watched 50 times just because it's familiar. So it's almost like a little hug. Like I know there's no surprises. I know what's going to happen. And fourth trimester is the complete opposite of that. Every day is a surprise. There is no routine. You have no idea what day it is. You don't know what time it is. Everything is on the baby schedule and there is mm-hmm. no predictability. And so I think for some, if you're already predisposed, predisposed to that, or even maybe this is a, a, becomes a trigger, like that lack of routine, uh, now that you're saying it, I think really was what, part of what really contributed to it for me. I had nothing steady to hold on to. Like everything was swirling around me and mm-hmm. I had nothing to like, steady myself against. And so that made it easy for those feelings of anxiety, which then for me roll into depression to kind of like start bubbling up again. And that around like the five, six month mark was when I started working out again, which I wasn't like super really working out beforehand, but it was a routine. I'd get up at a certain time every day so I could fit the workout in before Trey's dad went to work. And that routine really like gave me like, a sense of purpose, which sounds crazy because my baby, obviously, is a huge sense of purpose, but it's, like, something that was for me. And if I missed my workout, I was just, like, devastated. (laughs) Like, and can't you work out at home? Can't you? I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I get to get in the car and drive by myself and listen to what I want to listen to and, like, have this time and just be me and be an
0: individual again, not not just be mom.
1: not Trey's mom. And that, to this day, is really, really important to me um, having those spaces of time that are just for me. Cause I do a lot for, as we all do, I'm sure like to support friends, family, you know, partners, etc. Plus being a mom, like right. I need that little slice of the day for myself, or I'm going to be not that happy, <laughs> you know, cause you're just kind of existing for the sake of others really. So I think that's such a good point. That is. It's it's, it's something
0: something I didn't even ever think about. Yeah, me either. Yeah. So I had another question come to mind, Um, especially with my situation where I didn't have a therapist at the time and didn't really know exactly what I was going through. Do you have any tips, Ashley, for a woman that is going through or feels like she may be depressed or have anxiety that she can do by herself if she doesn't have access to a therapist because, you know, not everybody does. They can be really expensive. They might not have accessibility to somebody around, or maybe they haven't been able to find one that they really feel comfortable with Um, just like some little coping mechanisms or things that they can do for themselves to kind of help them get over that hump.
2: Um, so, so my first thought is when approved by your doctor exercise, it really does get the happy chemicals in your brain going so that you can start to rebalance that. Right. Um, but if, you know, you're not approved for exercise or that just feels like an impossibility, deep breathing, um, There are tons of different deep breathing techniques that you can find online. Personally, I love four, seven, eight breathing. Um, This is where you inhale for four seconds, hold your breath for seven seconds and exhale for eight seconds. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I need need to do that. I'm thinking it right now. Like,
1: okay, I'm going to try that.
2: (laughs) And and you can find all types of different guides on how to do it on, on YouTube. Okay. So, So use your, your free resources, right? Google, YouTube, all those things, um, progressive muscle relaxation is really good for anxiety, um, for, to deal with the depression aspect of it. Um, my thought is reaching out to your support system. If for some reason you feel like you don't have a support system, um, finding, um, finding those little pieces of you in your day right? Like, it, it took me until I became a mother to realize that I can order whatever I want. Like, <laughs> that was such a weird thought for me, because for me, it was like, oh, no, I'm gonna, I think I like this. Oh, no, I've been eating this for years. Let me just order this. What I didn't like any of those things. Like, my mom liked them. Right. And like, <laughs> but like, I didn't necessarily care for them. So like, it really took me to being a mom to say that, like, wait, I'm going to get what I want when we DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that's just an example yes. of just finding those little things that are, that are for and about you. Even if you take 10 minutes out of your day, baby is napping. You've got 10 minutes before their next diaper change, or they start to yell or do whatever they're going to do. Take a moment to just sit in your space and be mindful of where you are in the moment anxiety will have you way too far in the future or way too far in the past. You gotta come back back to the here and the now. And so if you can just take those 10 minutes with your tea, a little bit of coffee, the reason I don't necessarily recommend like coffee or caffeinated beverages is because it can actually make your depression and anxiety worse. Um, Mm. But if you can just sit there with, with yourself and a glass of whatever makes you happy, um, and, and sip on it and enjoy the view outside your window, or catch 10 minutes of a TV show, um, or something that doesn't necessarily involve scrolling on social media. And I say that because that scrolling can then lead to comparing and then comparing is the thief of joy, all yes. that. And so mm-hmm. you kind of want to avoid those things, or it's like, oh, Cardi B snapped back really fast, and you still got like your mom pouch. And it's like mm-hmm. yeah. and now you now you feeling bad about yourself. And it's yeah, like oh,
0: starling. You know, mm-hmm.
2: Cardi went and got she got surgeries and stuff. No, I'm not down surgery or nothing like that, but it's like not yeah. most moments. Right. Can't mm-hmm.
1: afford
2: exactly. that right after. So um so finding time to just be with, with yourself, I would say, if yeah. you don't have the resources.
1: Yeah,
0: well, that's awesome.
1: Those are so good. Um, I know a few and some of them you mentioned. I know something that's always worked for me for anxiety pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancy, now, um, it's just like getting outside. So I was like literally going to say the like, same
0: thing, yeah.
1: <laughs> I did like some group therapy, like outpatient group therapy a couple times um, in my 20s. And the first time it was really eye-opening for me. The f- One, because I was like, okay, I don't belong here. Like my issues are not as deep as I thought they were. Because there were some people, there with some really deep trauma. And I was like, all right, this is not for me. Um, and then two, I did learn to, like some co- coping mechanisms. So mindfulness was the biggest thing. I'd never heard that word before. Didn't know what it was. And I think we all have a tendency to live or think um, and get buried in, in something other than what's happening right now. And I know for mm-hmm. me, it's always the future. It's fortune telling. Like I'm always trying to predict or create a future scenario in my mind. And if I get too far ahead, forget about it. Like I'm on the anxiety train and I'm not stopping. So mindfulness, like getting outside, just feeling and taking in, especially on a day like today. So in Illinois, it was like 90 something
0: degrees today. It was so nice. I was -hmm. like,
1: I just have to get outside and like feel the grass, feel the wind, feel the sun and like ground myself Mm -hmm. in what's happening right now. And when I was in my fourth trimester, it was COVID, everything was shut down. But that soon as I was able to, I used to take Trey for walks just Mm -hmm. to like get outside Mm -hmm. of my house. I think so many moms, we end up confined to the four walls of our home for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, especially in today's climate, because it's still what's safe, what's not, where can we take baby, where can't we? So Mm -hmm. even if you just get outside and walk outside in your neighborhood, I think that's a great one. And another one, which might be a little harder to do, I think postpartum, but it's opposite to emotion. So like, if you feel like you don't wanna go anywhere, like force yourself to get up and go somewhere, it kind of like fake it till you make it. And eventually, that emotion that you're trying to get to will start to settle in, or at least you'll start to leave behind like that extreme sadness or whatever it is that you're feeling. And that used to work for me to um, postpartum, but it's, you know, it's hard because you have a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that environment where you can just get up and walk out the door and be like, hey, I'm running a target real quick because I need it. Um, it can be, some of the stuff can be easier said than done, but Definitely, um, I think all of what you mentioned, Ashley, and just what I just talked about, I know has been helpful for me of ways to cope if you don't have access to a therapist. Because I'm quick to text my therapist, like, uh, do you have an opening? It's an emergency. And she'll be like, oh, no. You know, she's been booked. Like, oh, no, I'm booked until next month. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll be okay." (laughs) Like, well, what can I do? I'm like, I'm good. I'll be all right. But, you know, it's nice to have some stuff in in your back pocket just in case, for sure.
0: And I just wanted to add, not to mention with like going outside and just breathing fresh air, you also get your vitamin D from being outside. And most of us are vitamin D deficient and don't realize like that is, that contributes to you maybe feeling down or not wanting to do as much or just not feeling happy. And it makes, like, I know if I just spend 10 minutes outside, I feel relief. Like I just feel better and- you know, especially after having a baby, you might not know exactly what supplements and all that you can be taking. So, you know, obviously vitamin D is probably fine, but if you can just go outside and absorb it that way, it it makes a tremendous difference.
1: Yes, definitely. And that's the best way to get it, you know, mm-hmm. just being outside and also you know, having your baby outside. I Mm -hmm. have the best memories. He couldn't even say anything, but just like his little cute face scrunching up against the sun. And it was just me and him bonding time. And it felt Mm -hmm. those were the moments where I was like, you always feel like you love your child. Right. But when it's 2am and you're running on 30 minutes of sleep and he's screaming, it can feel if you're in that postpartum depression mode, it's like, yo, I need like It's critical right now, but like, go to sleep. Like, I love you, but you've got to go to sleep. But those moments where we were outside and just walking and, you know, playing together are those moments where I'm like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that I remember fondly from my fourth trimester and those kind of like little glimmers of hope when I was going through that postpartum depression for sure.
2: Yes, yes. Well, all the things you mentioned, I absolutely recommend to clients. Um, but it, and more so even in the realm of, not necessarily postpartum, but when you're dealing with depression and anxiety, vitamin D, especially for Black people. Yeah. Yes. Throw it out there because yes. our medicine requires it. Like, it's not right. like, a, oh, you might need this. No, no, no. We need the sun. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We are of this earth. We need to be, <laughs> to be in be
0: sun. 100%. Yes. So,
2: so yes, and I had very similar moments with my son as well. was like we would get outside, had you know the little mat on the grass, and I would just watch him in his little outfit, like oh, perfect. <laughs> I like know. I did make perfection.
1: Oh, so yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Like look at what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I made him <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's I think crap. that's important too. Like, you know, it's I we can brag on ourselves. I think we say that a lot in almost every episode like being a mom is not easy. However you come to become one, however you give birth, however you get your child, um this shit is hard. Like it is hard. It's hard just to exist <laughs> and like especially as women we're already up against so much and then when you throw another human into the mix, it's hard. So I would say to like All of our listeners and of course, you know, to the three of us, like give yourself credit just for getting through Um, whether you're getting through and you're dealing with, you know, a postpartum mood disorder or not. Either way, Mm -hmm. it's hard and definitely lean in to yourself, lean into your resources, lean into your support system to help you through wherever you are on that scale. Um, you know, whether you're entering into that postpartum depression or more, or you, you know, you're feeling happy. If you're one of those moms that's feeling happy, check in on your other mom friends to and you can be a resource and a support for them. I just think it's Mm -hmm. so important to celebrate um becoming a mother, making a child, birthing a child, and then raising a child, all hard. Um, Mm -hmm. and we need to congratulate each other and ourselves every day, honestly, just for making it through. I tell my friends all the time that have kids, you know, you vent to each other. Like today was just really hard. I feel like I'm not doing anything right. It's like, yo, the kid is alive. He's healthy. He's happy. Right. You did a good job. Right. Bravo. And you're alive. You're healthy. You're happy ish. Right. Like we're, we're, we're good. 10 out of 10
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Um, I have to say this has been so informative and I've learned so much Um. It's just amazing that there's so much, like, we thought we knew a little something about <laughs> postpartum and mental health, but Ashley, you have, like, given us so many good nuggets. We just want to thank you so, yes, so, so, you much so much for joining us.
2: Yes, thank so you. I'm really glad to be here just because, like, 50 to 75% of women deal with postpartum depression, wow. but only, four, only 4% of Black women actually get help for it. Wow. So it's really important to host these these podcasts and to have these conversations like you guys are bringing this to the forefront and to the masses. And it's so important to do because there are women out here who are struggling at this very moment who will listen to this and say, you know, what? Erica and Brianna today, they, they said some really important stuff today um, or they, they brought it to my attention. So I, I applaud you guys for having the platform to use
0: for mental health. Thank, Thank you. So yes. much. And We're- we need you to shout yourself out. So we need you to let everybody <laughs> yes. know where you can be reached about your business. So anybody in the, you know, the Chicagoland area can um reach out to you.
2: Yes, for sure. Perfect. So my website is a leading with love llc.com. Oh, that's so cool. It does scroll the bottom. Sorry. Um, <laughs> You can find me on Instagram, on uh, on Facebook, all leading with love, L- uh, leading with love therapy and wellness center is my Facebook page, um, and then Ashley Starwood LCSW is my other Facebook page as well, and then my IG Ashley Starwood, and then leading with love LLC. Um, so yeah, you can find me on there. I'm pretty interactive on my social media pages, so feel free to comment. Um, and as Erica was saying, I do have a private practice. I can actually serve the entirety of Illinois because I'm 100% virtual. Um, oh, yeah,
0: That's this, amazing. <laughs>
2: awesome. So I, and I'm working on Louisiana and Georgia as we speak, so. Gotta, oh,
0: i <laughs> awesome. I'm
2: yay. trying. So, yeah, so feel free to reach out to me. Um, and then, of course, if you are really struggling and having issues, also please remember to call 911 if, in case you
0: are in crisis. Awesome. So thank, thank you me. so much. Yay. So we're going to have to have you yeah. back. We'll have to like, yes. go more in depth with some other things, like, past postpartum, just yeah. motherhood and being a woman, because, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that happens after postpartum is done. Yeah, I
1: think Absolutely. it would be really interesting to have an episode about just mothering when you are someone who deals with a mental health disorder. So like, mm-hmm. I know people who have bipolar, I know people who, um you know, like myself, who've had experiences with depression, anxiety, I have family members who have depression, anxiety, and other uh, mental health disorders. So I would love to have you back next season. And we can talk more about how to just manage motherhood while also managing through those disorders and illnesses. So for sure, we definitely will have you back. You know, this is my vibe. I could talk about mental health stuff all day. <laughs>
0: yes. All mental day.
1: health and motherhood. I could talk about them all day long. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. I would um, love to back. So yes, you yeah, have to. Awesome. And we definitely want to hear from our listeners as well. Um, just like Ashley said, I know there's a lot of women that have either dealt with um, postpartum depression, or anxiety, or are dealing with it currently. Um, so please reach out to um, either ourselves at uh, Shit Your Mama Tell You on Instagram Um or Ashley, because you know we all need some help, and we are here to build our community and help yes. each other for sure. And we want to hear, you know, different stories. Everybody, just like you know, all three of us have had different experiences with our postpartum. I'm sure there's a lot of other stories out there that we would love to hear and share.
1: Yes, definitely. Please hit us up on Instagram. Also, remember to like, subscribe, and share to the podcast. And uh, next week we'll be back talking about more we're halfway through season
0: two Yay! oh my gosh it's amazing I know, time is
1: flying it really is thank you again Ashley we're so so grateful you were able to join us we can't wait to have you back and until next time guys see ya yeah thanks for listening
0: we hope you learned some more shit your mama ain't tell you about motherhood Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tune in weekly for brand new episodes. For more about the Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You podcast, follow us on Instagram at
1: You and don't forget to like, subscribe and share. Until next time.